Hey, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Round Table. Thank you, thank you for being here. I didn't hear myself twice, all right. Um, it's good to have... Wait, you yeah, can hear well, yourself was... twice right now? No, no, it's all good. I was listening to the... I had the Twitch. Uh, oh, open. <laughs> I, so was, I was, I was worried. I was concerned no, no, you got, for a you're moment. Good. You're good. <laughs> um, well, welcome in. Uh, welcome to another episode of the round table. As you can hear there, we have a super healthy and a hundred percent on his game. Pastor Mark joining us today. Yeah. What's up, man? How are you? Couldn't how are you? be more accurate about that statement. Uh, I'm getting over the vid, man. I'm getting over what I assume is the vid. I don't know if it actually is or not. I didn't go get tested, but uh, I I, I match all the symptoms of the latest version, uh, version, I don't know, 4.0, 5.0, 5.2, something like that. Um, I match all of the, I matched all the symptoms last week. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm getting back on my feet. I I, I go through these, um, just these nasty coughing spells. And so my whole head is like clogged up. And then I go through this coughing spell, and it all just comes out at once. That's kind of like where I'm at. Either I'm clogged up and I can't blow my nose, or I cough a whole bunch real hard, and then it just like jumbles my brain and releases all of my sinuses at once. And so we're just kind of alternating between those two realities at the moment. It's really great. I love it. Yeah, that sounds like a good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> At least are you healthy? Uh as healthy as ever, yes. Um, um no no specific ailments, thankfully. Uh that's quite the snazzy background, uh little backdrop you got there. Is that just on another screen? The... It it's literally on uh it's this old TV that um my wife and I had and it's like an old Samsung fifty five inch. But uh, panels of it have gone dark, like the backlighting went out in like different chunks of it and it alternates. So like one day you'll turn it on and uh, two panels on the left will be out and everything on the right is fine. The next day you turn it on, it's just one in the middle. Um, It never chooses or makes up its mind. So we bought a new TV and I didn't know what to do with this broken 55 inch. So I thought if we just put like the Lux logo on it, which is dark on each side. We can use it over here. But right now I just have some like 12 hour YouTube video, which is basically just a screensaver playing on it. Um, so we've been putting different things on it the last couple of weeks just to keep something a little interesting in the backdrop. So that's what's going on there. And if you throw something abstract there, even if the panels go out, it doesn't really matter. It can just be part of it. It can just be part of what it was meant to be anyway. So yeah, it's abstract. It's a statement. With abstract stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It it's was all statement. intentional. Hi, Alexandria. Yeah. Hi, Zeph. Uh, hi, Taylor and Hungry Father. Good to see you guys. Welcome in. Glad you could join us for the live show this week. Doing some uh, doing some roundtable reacts, which Templar is going to tell you about. But yeah, um, well, shout out to Hungry Father. He was telling me all about. I checked out one of his streams the other day, and he was playing paladins which is not a game i knew still existed until... i did not know it had any support anymore uh no it seemed pretty good uh, to be honest it seemed like a more complex i guess version of overwatch like more options for like altering your own characters adding different abilities and using kind of cards to 
augment your skills and stuff. It was kind of interesting. I don't know if I'll ever check it out. The Overwatch game format doesn't really appeal to me that much, but yeah, I don't um, love it's it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. Chino uh, Mage in the chat. Hi, Chino. Chino, we're missing you, man. Hope you're doing well. I hope everyone's having a good Friday. A good, a good um, Friday on Good Friday. Good, a good, good Friday. A good, good Friday. Yeah. It's Sitting a good, here. good Friday. It's what it. No, I'm that's sure a. That's, I'm sure that's a that's a song, right? It's yeah, be. but you're a good, good father. It's you're a good, good father. Right. It's who you are. It's who you are. Yeah, so it's a good, good Friday. It's See, perfect. Maybe it's the illness, but you got a good voice for that song right now. Is it the more rasp? You know, the more raspy throw on that song. It's kind of the better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I can channel the inner rasp, but it does help when there's snot pouring down the back of my throat. So, uh, sure. yeah, it's it's ideal for the singing voice. Top three worst worship songs. What do you mean? It's just a rinse good, and repeat. Good father is a yeah. top three worst worship song. Yeah, oh. good, good. Well, it really only says that. Like it just says, "You're a good, good father. That's who you are." That's who you are. And it just says that on repeat over and over and over again. Uh, good, good father is awful, Chino Mage says. He's kind of the expert. Hi, Mr. Shadow. Good to see you. You would know better than I would. I don't know. I, I don't mind that one, but it's it's tough to say. I feel like a lot of worship songs are just the same thing repeated over and over and then. Same chords. If same you're thing. in the right if you're in the right space for that, then it's great. And if you're not, then it's not the best not the old not hymns the though like the old hymns like yeah that is one thing the hymns do have going for them. they have a lot that they don't have good going for them um but it full verses and like actual yeah. you know there's actually a lot going on there yeah i mean there are some really bad old hymns i mean i feel like people i feel like we think about old hymns sometimes in this like almost hipster favorability towards the old the old hymn and like there are some old hymns that the lyrics are just bad like not not because they're not good just because they're old right there are some legitimately just terrible old hymns but there's some really good ones too that are excellent so uh awesome god and lord i lift your name on high are the other two our God is an awesome God. He reigns. Lord, I you're lift your name on high. Like, what was that? You're coming after like the Sunday school songs, eh, Gino? Like, these are all like the ground floor worship songs that I remember learning. Um, New Bethel song that talks about the head of my enemies. That's pretty bad. I didn't. I didn't know you had such like strong takes on worship music. <laughs> I like I actually awesome God believe that is a song that uh, a couple of times throughout my life whenever I was in like because I don't remember songs well but I do remember awesome God um, I uh, I would like go on a walk and I will just sing that song and actually good good father's another one of them to be fair and it's because they're so easy to remember and I'll just sing them over and over again um, well it's about more about the feeling of it and just you know the kind of presence and that sort of thing than it is about uh it being a very well executed or well designed song or whatever right so well yeah in private there's, there's an interesting discussion to be had there i think about the purpose of worship music and what makes or doesn't make a good worship song i think there's actually something a private in personal worship is very different than public worship in a church service as well like sure. 
And also, uh, I think that worship leaders kind of get this bent towards disliking specific songs because they become popular and they have to play them every other week for two years. Um, I remember watching a YouTube yeah. video of a drummer in a worship band getting so sick and tired of playing the song Oceans. Um, that he just went on like a crazy drum solo in the middle of the worship set and he just wouldn't quit. Um, and it, and everyone's like trying to finish the song oceans and he's just going berserk and it's at, it's actually super, super funny. It's a really funny one. So yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, that song was great and it's, it's kind of tough to say that like a worship song has been too overplayed. Because, you know, there's, there's an intention behind it. And it's not just a pop song for nothing, right? But if if ever there was a, a, a worship song that was overplayed, it was probably Oceans, despite how good of a song it is. I think if you break it down, at least I think so. But I could definitely see if you were the one having to play it all the time that you'd get sick of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hi, Bougie. Amazing Welcome in. Grace is overplayed. We're, <laughs> just, we're just like... I disagree with that. <laughs> We're just. I disagree with that. I love how this has become like just slamming old, old worship songs. <laughs> I love, I love Amazing Grace, no matter how many times I sing it. But, uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, <coughs> well, thank, thank you all for that, and thank you all for being here. This is part of a new avenue that the roundtable is headed down. Um, we're change. There are some changes coming. One is here that we're primarily moving to a two-person show. Uh, going forward, I'll, we're going to be shifting, and hopefully my technical abilities allow so that I will be hosting the show. Um, and then it'll just be two people on most weeks. There will be episodes where we'll have more on, but the general format of the show will be two. We're also going to be uh, investing more significantly in the podcast format. Uh, making show that it making sure that it gets out there consistently and so we're going to be kind of sharing some of that workload if you do see the roundtable podcast please give it a review uh, on the podcast services that you use that's very helpful for getting it out there and really i, I well all of us had this idea to kind of grow it and i had a kind of vision for where the roundtable could go and i'm excited for what's going to come. Um, there's going to be more reaching out to other people in the community to help out with, to possibly help out with things, but I think it's headed in a good direction. And this is one of them, which is Roundtable Reacts. I mean, this isn't always going to be done live. There are going to be times where, you know, if a new trailer drops, a couple of us might off air record our reaction to it and then post it and hopefully get some discussion going, get some interest. Uh, in the server towards new things that are coming out. Uh, and there's also going to be roundtable reviews that we're going to be coming out with, which again, sometimes will be done live and sometimes will be done off air. Uh, and they'll be posted on the YouTube channel or as maybe a small podcast episodes. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, we're trying to expand the content the roundtable is creating and bringing in some more people to do that. So if you're interested in helping out with anything, uh, let me know. I'd be happy to hear from you. But yeah, I'm excited about directions for it to go. And there's a lot of stuff that's dropped recently. Um, so I thought we thought this was a good time to jump into it, to jump into mm -hmm. some roundtable reacts and and see what's coming out. Are we excited? Are we not excited? How does it look? Where, where do we think some of these properties or franchises are at currently? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited about uh, uh, I'm excited about the the new format. I'm excited about Roundtable Reacts. Um, I'm excited to take a look at some of the stuff. I guess if you're listening through podcast, you might want to pull up the videos and watch them yourself and then come back to the show and listen to us react to it because you'll only be able to hear the audio. Um, but hopefully, theoretically, you've actually, by the time this is on podcast, you've if you're a nerd, you may have already watched a lot of these trailers. And so um, you might just be able to jump ahead a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes, and uh, listen to our reactions to things. Um, but yeah, new format. And uh, this week I've been playing uh, Destiny, and I've been playing the Pokemon TCG Live. Uh, right before this, I was working on a uh, Spider Ops deck, Spider Ops deck uh, that I'm messing around with a little bit. We've been podcasting about it this month. And uh, that's kind of what I've been jamming out on. So I've been playing a little bit of that for card games. Uh, fell off a of Marvel Snap this month. This is the first time that I haven't bought the season pass for Marvel Snap and haven't booted up in a couple of days. Kind of, uh, kind of falling out of my rhythm for, for gaming. But uh, Templar, what have you been playing and uh, watching, consuming, whatever in uh, in nerd culture? Well, my wife sent me her top three worship songs because I think she overheard what we were uh, talking about. So here's the positive <laughs> spin three. on our conversation. Yeah, well, count on Sarah to be to bring the positivity. Uh, so, "Great Are You Lord" by All Sons and Daughters. Uh, that's a great uh, song. Yep. "Great I Am" and "Our God" by Chris Tomlin. So, couple. I'm so Those bad with song three. names. I can only know that, like, if it says All Sons and Daughters, I pretty much like it. It's virtually a guarantee. Sure. Yeah. Um, so what have I been up to recently? I finished the second book in that series I mentioned last week. Um, so I mentioned a book called uh, Kings of the Wild. Blank there okay. for a second. King, Kings of the Wild by Nicholas Eames, uh, which is a standalone fantasy book. Um, there is kind of a loose... There is a second book, and he's working on a third. And I guess it's sort of a loose trilogy. They are in the same world, but it's not a direct storyline where you have to, like, where it's the same characters from one to the next. There's a little bit of crossover, but that's about it. So I read the second book in that series called Bloody Rose, uh, and it's quite good. It follows the child of one of the characters from the first book. I would say it's not quite as good, but I think the characters are interesting, and I still like the world that it's in so if anyone's looking for something to read and doesn't want a huge like 12 book fantasy commitment then uh kings of the wild bloody rose they're pretty solid books uh, beyond that i've still been watching a bit of justified on uh, prime video and enjoying that i've slowed down a little bit with it um, but overall that's pretty good kind of a neo-western type of vibe type of vibe to it and then playing, I haven't played a lot new. I downloaded um, Vampire Survivors. Shout out to Chino. I know he was ta- he was talking about that one. I think as his best of last year. Gmail loves List. that game too. Greg does. Does he? Yeah. He's, and it's because he's... I actually, I actually, I actually found a mobile game called Survivor.io, which is I guess the same sort of premise. It's the same type of game. Like you play as a character. And you you go around the screen and enemies come at you from all directions. You pick up like upgrades to upgrade different types of weaponry and then you survive basically. And I was looking for a game similar to that. I've been having a lot of fun with the mobile game. So I wanted a game similar to that for PC and I guess Vampire Survivors is it. Um, 
but to be honest, I think the mobile game's better than Vampire Survivors. Um, I'm maybe it's the vibe. I, I don't know. There's something about it that just isn't really working for me in terms of Survivors. I still like it, but I actually just prefer the mobile version of it. Mm. Okay, so uh, Chino says that uh, Survivor.io is dope too. It's a dual stick shooter, whereas Vampire Survivors is straight up walking. I, I haven't played any of these types of games, so um, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played any of these. They just remind me of kind of like old school arcade games where you were like a, a spaceship that shot in circles and you had to shoot all the asteroids and they came at you from all asteroids, angles and you. Yeah picked up upgrades that made you shoot better missiles it just feels like that's all the game really is but i, I guess it might be more than that because i haven't played it but it is free vampire survivors is free on uh xbox game pass right now so you oh, can well. i mean for free i mean and it's fine but um i've just kind of been enjoying the mobile version a little bit more but they're they're fun kind of survival games they're they're enjoyable but beyond that I don't think I've been up to much else. Just been playing stuff I've already had, so mm. nothing particularly new. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. So, uh, without further ado, yeah, we can pull up uh, the first of our uh, uh, roundtable re roundtable reacts. This is uh, the trailer for Blue Beetle. So. Just came out. Do you have any experience with this character? Like, I know nothing about this character beyond, I think he was in Injustice or Injustice 2, like the fighting game uh, that, they, Pretty. that came out a while ago. I think it was the company that did Mortal Kombat, which I played a bit of those, and that was kind of fun. But that's literally my only experience with this character. Uh, I think Blue Beetle had a cartoon that uh, predates us a little bit. Um, I think, like, Greg's age group, like, 20-somethings. Um, were around like they would get off the bus and Blue Beetle would come out uh, like on TV, right? Um, they talked about having a Blue Beetle and Booster Gold movie for or a series for quite a while. Disappointed, they just went with Blue Beetle. So I don't know who Booster Gold is. Uh, I did watch the Blue Beetle cartoon a handful of times, but I can't say it was something that I got really into. He feels like he's kind of like a fringe hero that's not really part of the Marvel universe. So I guess. I'm most curious to see how or if uh, he, he just felt like a teen character that honestly, I thought he was a DC character. I guess he's not right. Blue Beetle is DC. Oh, Blue Beetle is DC. Okay. Uh, so I, I didn't even know which universe it came from. Um, so, uh, so Blue Beetle's DC, he felt like he should have been a teen Titan. He felt like an, like an offshoot of a teen Titan show. Right. Right where he probably should have just been a Teen Titan, but I don't know if he ever really was a Teen Titan, and he's just kind of like... Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a good example, like, inside of the Marvel MCU that would kind of fit that, right? Where he's kind of like... He almost doesn't really feel like he's part of the universe as a whole. He just kind of feels like um, he's kind of like his own thing, and he should have fit into... To, Young Justice or or Teen Titans, but I don't know that he ever really joined up. But um, so a different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know shots. what to make of him. He seems he seems like his vibe is like teenager, like a little bit more mm -hmm. like a Spider Man type of um, feeling in terms of like where he's coming from and what his deal is. But I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see. I'm also curious where it fits in. I, I didn't know about this movie. So I, I 
I'm curious where this fits in and with DC moving forward. Well, let's watch everything. It. Yeah, let's check it out and see. Check it out. Excuse me, Mr. Reyes. You finished scraping the gum off that lounger or what? Uh, everything right now feels so out of reach. You always land on your feet, bro. You're hyena. They don't get out much. <laughs> Jenny? Guard, I bet you alive, but do not open it. You went in to get a shot, and all you brought back was a hamburger? Okay, I don't think it's a burger. You haven't looked? What the hell is that? How did you get it to do that? I think he likes me. It's on your back! Get it off! Get it off! Wait a what you want and sometimes it doesn't I, I i think i cut a bus in half the scarab chose you but it belongs to me the low you feel for your family makes you weak i just want to rock the universe has sent you a gift Figure out what you're gonna do with it. Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Let's party. Oh, yeah! Nice choice. I just wanna... Whoa. It's like Batman stuff. Batman's a fascist. I just wanna rap. Okay. Uh I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> uh it's like sort of a it looks like sort of a previous generation of superhero films. It doesn't it feels like if it had come out in the early 2000s it would have fit better than now. Just the vibe from the trailer, that's what I'm getting. So it's sort of like when Spider-Man had the Iron Spider suit. It's sort of that idea where he's dealing with this kind of AI that's always in his head that he has to work with to make things happen. And then obviously going to have like a family element. Yeah. And it's certain, a certain amount of diversity as well, right? Because I guess it's a. Yes, Latin American, American Central American. Latin American family. Yeah. Which makes sense. And I like that they have like the, it seems like the uncle or something in the picture i don't know enough about blue beetle to know any to know like what his powers are and stuff i was kind of in until like the dance with the sword at the very end um i was kind of in i was like 
okay, like the kick, like there's that point where he, he it like looks like it gives him a little picture of like what the the fighting is going to be like, and you kind of see like a yeah. a kicking scene there, and I was like, okay, like he looks goofy, like he looks he looks stupid, but um because he's a beetle and beetles just aren't cool, um but. <laughs> Okay, it doesn't look terrible, right? The cut the bus in half. I'm like, uh, okay, I, oh, I, you know, uh, yeah, okay. The point is, right? It's an origin story. The suit can do cool stuff. He's not really sure how to make it do cool stuff. It's kind of acting on its own. We kind of have this, you know, it's a super weapon that wants to destroy the world, but also you have to control it to do good stuff with it. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Um. Yeah, you know. it's a real strong Spider-Man vibe. And a hungry father in the chat says robot Green Lantern. There is definitely a Green Lantern vibe with like the scarab chose you and like what will you do with it? That th- that definitely is a Green Lantern sort of vibe to it. Also, if they keep it sort of largely separate from the other DC films, that's fine. I I, I mean I know they're going in a different direction, and I assume this is I mean, this must be from the kind of previous management at DC because James Gunn is kind of going in a different direction with their universe, right? So this must be a part of those previous slate of films. Feels like middle a lot so, of comparisons are being made to Spider-Man. I'm not I don't know that this is the DC entry to get, compete with Spider Spider-Man. I mean, perhaps. I don't think it's to I don't maybe think it's it to is. compete with Spider-Man, although they both are bug characters. So, you know, I mean, there they're is both that. teenage bug characters. It certainly seems but... inspired spider-man like he's young like teenage sort of kid trying to figure things out and he has this power all of a sudden that he has to kind of manage while also being presumably like a teenager i mean what is like that 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 vibe is spider-man what is like the young justice or teen titans equivalent in marvel like is there one like a team of teenage heroes i feel like there's a better adjacency than spider-man like spider-man is like big three right like iron man spider-man i don't know i guess you can alternate different other ones in there in marvel right like when you think of when you think of dc universe you think of wonder woman batman superman you do not think wonder woman batman blue beetle um and so i i I mean i didn't know enough about him to even know that he was in dc so i i understand that he has that vibe but i feel like he's more of a He's more adjacent to a lesser-known teen character that's probably somewhere in the Marvel universe, like one of the kids from Eternals or something. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I guess he might be similar to like what's her name, Miss Marvel or something. What was that show? Miss Marvel. That uh, on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, yeah. He's, I think that's maybe a he's example. he's more akin to something like that. I just mean in terms of yeah, in terms of his vibe, it's sort of Spider-Man esque. Um, in terms of that he's just like a teenager trying to navigate that while also being a superhero. The champions, yeah, but there's certainly okay. elements of Iron Man and Green Lanterns and, and Green Lantern and all that. Yeah, the champions Marvel, was like a Iron team Heart, team. Nova, yeah, yeah, yeah. So teenage hero. I don't know. It looks fine. I'm no more excited for this than I was before I saw the trailer. So, yeah, I uh, I would not ever see that in a theater. I might see no. it if there was not something better to watch. My wife was really wanting to watch a superhero movie on a on like a date night. 
It looked, yeah, I mean, it looks fine. If it's review, if, if the reviews are okay, I'll probably check it out when it comes to streaming or something. I doubt I'll go and see it. I think the sword scene was meant to be a Final Fantasy VII reference. At least I thought that's where they were going with it, but... But then the sword didn't exactly look like the sword from Final Fantasy VII, so I could just be wrong. It wasn't the sword. It was, like, the kicking Power Ranger-esque, like, karate sure, stance. Stance, yeah. It was, like, okay. the stance. But it wasn't just the stance. It was, like, the slow drag of the sword across the ground and then, like, the wave it above his head. And I was, like, that's not even anime. That's just <laughs> it's just Power Rangers. right? And I was, like... I was in until that came up, and I was like, "Ooh, no, I don't want that." Well, like, it could that's also what be, it could also be like a teenage guy's idea of what's cool or what's like. Sure, if it's a joke, what's I'm an okay awesome with it. Thing to do, and it could be a bit tongue in cheek in that way, right? And if that's executed well, then it could be pretty funny. You know, if it's like him trying really hard to be cool, but he just comes off like Power Rangers or whatever. Yeah, like what that that might be kind of fun, but I don't know. I'll see. It doesn't look terrible or anything to me, but it just looks kind of meh. Yeah. Chino in the chat said, uh, it feels like a grocery store brand cereal to me. It'll be fine, but it's not Reese's Puffs. I think that's a great way of summing that up. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> that's well, well said, Gino. Uh, this is a weird character for the live action movie. Uh, he would be a better character if they did a Teen Titans movie and added him in. Yeah, that makes a lot maybe of sense to me. Maybe that's the direction they want to go. I don't know. They might want to eventually do a Teen Titans movie. I mean, a standalone movie. Of all the DC stuff that has made it to, like, after all the turmoil at DC, I'm really surprised that this movie actually ended up, like, getting to this point that it's coming out this August. Like, yeah, it's super weird. I didn't even know this movie was happening. I'd love to see, like, a Tim Drake Robin movie. Like, a forming of the Teen Titans with, like, Raven and Tim Drake and. Uh, I mean, even like Red Hood was in that for a little bit. Um, but I don't want to be introduced to the Teen Titans through Blue Beetle. Yeah, a Tim Drake movie would be amazing. Tim Drake's a fan-freaking-tastic character. And there's so much that you could do well with him. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily against like a Nightwing or like a Jason Todd movie, but like a Tim Drake movie I think would be exceptional. Um, okay, you ready for the next one? Which Robin is Tim Drake? That's not... Uh, third Robin. So first Robin is Dick Grayson. He becomes Nightwing. Nightwing. Second Robin is Jason Todd. He gets killed by Joker, brought back, Red and Hood, he becomes yeah. Red Hood. Third one is Tim Drake, and he's the one that's, like, the most detective, right? Like, um, Dick Grayson mm-hmm. emphasizes the acrobats of Batman um, and physicality of Batman. Jason Todd, the vengeance of Batman. Um, Tim Drake, the detective in Batman. And... Damian Wayne, the dark side of Batman, which is the fourth Robin. Right. Okay. Sure. I don't know as much about Tim Drake. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm good, though. Yeah. Let's check out uh, Across the Spider Verse trailer, too. Let's go. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider Man. And things are going great. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to be here at five. All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't, don't do that. 
Miles's grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles. Are you trying Mira, that's what I'm I gotta go. All right, have a He's lying to you. And I think you know it. What's up, danger? Miles! Wanna get out of here? Oh! When? So wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Uh, who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy gotta do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999-99. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter. Miles. Mayday. You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. <sighs> Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both! Spider-Man always... Not always. What about Uncle Ben? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Can't stop me now! You can't run forever, kid! I can't lose one more friend. Miguel, this isn't what we talked about! You know? I have no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Let me guess, he died? <laughs> okay, it certainly seems like they're leaning into the, like, the memes and the, all the different, all the possibilities of having all these different versions of Spider-Man together, which yeah, is pretty funny. Um, the animation looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Story-wise, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's hard to gain too much from it, but the themes seem pretty familiar. Like, that's a pretty common thing superheroes have had to grapple with, the idea of, like, the greater good sacrificing someone to save more, more like, more people, right? Or, more, like, the whole world, that sort of thing. Yeah, like, that do you save your loved like... one? Like, the quintessential Spider-Man, right? Do you save your loved one, or do you save everyone? Like, what yeah, are you willing so, to I mean, sacrifice? That's pretty well-trod territory in terms of themes, so it's more just how well it's executed. Um, and obviously he's going to get into some sort of confrontation with all these other Spider-Man characters. Yeah. And then he'll, I assume, figure out his own way of doing things. But yeah, I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts after? Have you Had you already seen this trailer? Uh, I did watch it, yeah. So this isn't my first time seeing it. Uh, 808 Isaiah, by the way, welcome in. Um, I'm hype, I, and I am too. Like, I'm genuinely excited for this. I loved Spider Verse One, um, across the Spider or Enter the Spider Verse. Um, across the Spider Verse looks really, really good. Um, I, 
I'm a like there's some level of concern of, with me with like the whole multiverse, six billion Spider Men, and they're all chasing him. I thought it was an interesting take. Like, there's a tremendous amount of the trailer where Miles does not have his help, like his mask on. Like mm. a lot of the trailer, and I wonder if that is just because there are so many Spider Men in a certain section of this trailer, in a certain section of this movie, that to help differentiate the various Spider Men is they have a lot of them. Um, they have the main characters without their masks on, it looks like, and they have the other characters with their masks on. Like the 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 non central, non central plot point Spider Men don't like are all masked, and the ones that are important don't have their masks on. Um, I'm excited to see the you know the Peter Parker come back. I think he's a funny character. I of course am really excited to see Gwen back. Um, she's one of my favorite Spider characters. Period. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm pumped to see that. I I, I do think it's interesting to explore. I, I think that it's overdone, but the teen element of Spider Man is a really interesting dynamic to explore. And I'm glad to see that they didn't like fast forward through his life and he's like this super Spider Man. Like he's clearly now battling between getting good grades, showing up to family activities at time, fighting both no name and really hard to beat enemies. Um and I I think that's a good thing. Like, I think that that is a really unique and cool part of Spider-Man. So I'm glad that they're keeping that. Yeah, I mean, he's like the Marvel version of Blue Beetle. Um, oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, I can't. Know, I can't do that. Grappling <laughs> with those same things. Yeah, it looks like a, I mean, and I don't mean this to be putting it down, but it looks like a sort of familiar Spider-Man story, at least in terms of themes and that. Um so to me, it's just all how well it's executed. And I mean, the first one was awesome. If they can do as good I of a job super... with animation and music, it doesn't matter. I don't even care about the story so much. Like, it's not going to make a huge difference well, to me. Well, yeah, I mean, you know that's going to be done well. The animation and the music in the first one was exceptional. The story was good, although I didn't I didn't love the first one as much as many people did. But I still think it's an exceptionally well-made uh, animated film. And I'm sure this one will be good, too. I mean, I think it's... Lord and Miller again, who did the first one. I, I believe it's the same directors. So, and they've basically—I don't know if they've ever made a bad movie. So I'm sure it'll be great. And it looks like is that Spider-Man? Is it 2099? Is the villain? It looks like or villain the like anti-hero, anti-hero guy. Yeah, I don't actually it know. Looked, it looked like 2099, just from the bit I know about Spider-Man. But yeah, I'm interested. What are uh, what are your thoughts in the chat here? Uh, uh, yeah, we have some people Hungry who are Father says it looks pretty good, but I can see it following the typical fight your destiny theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shock says he hadn't seen this version. I'm excited. First movie was so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think overall Makes the chat's sense. excited about it, right? I think so. Uh, that's why I love Spider-Man constant struggle to being just a normal guy and a superhero bougie says yeah for sure that is one of the major appeals so mm-hmm. yeah nice all right moving on indiana jones and the dial of destiny indiana jones 5 here we go hopefully no aliens this time Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. God told me you found something. 
on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? No move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes, and with this, I will correct them all. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. This way! Fasten your seatbelt. There might be some turbulence. You've taken your chances, made your mistakes, and now a final triumph. Jones. A few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. Been shot nine times. Including once by your father. Ah, sorry. But I've been looking for this all my life. Okay. Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. Oh. I, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> what, whatever. I, I don't. It might be good. I mean, I'm kind of hopeful, I guess. I mean, I like, you know, the original three are quite good, and then the fourth one's a disaster. So I don't know where I'm coming at on this. It looks like it's going to be flashing back and forth, and I wonder also seemed like there's some like time travel stuff going on like he's traveling back in time and then forward again like and interacting i don't know if he's interacting with his previous self or what i Uh, hope they don't go back and forth in time that would be a mistake (laughs) flashbacks okay time travel never goes well it it sort of seems like that might be it it's it's hard to say though I, i don't know this one's really up in the air for me it's by james mangold who directed logan and he's done a, he's done some other things as well, and it, all of his stuff isn't great, but uh, overall he's quite a good director. So I'm I'm hopeful that he can make it work, that he might be able to do something interesting here, at least make something entertaining, even if it's not like to the quality of the old three. Uh, bets on Harrison Ford dying in this, just like he did in that other horrible trilogy. Uh, but she says. Uh, the funny part is, I think I think I actually like Harrison mm-hmm. for the more the older he gets. Um, I find him to be like <laughs> uh, more endearing the older Harrison Ford gets. I actually enjoy him more and more. Um, I think I've seen the first Indiana Jones and the fourth Indiana Jones. I don't think I've seen two or three. Um, oh really? I, I was two never has an age particularly well. Yeah, two has an age particularly well, but three, I think the first and the third one, I think are both. Excellent. I think those are the two best of them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this doesn't look awful. Like, it feels like it pays tribute to a lot of the previous movies and some of the tropes. So it's, hey, Heather Jones, one, two, three, four, thanks for the follow. Um, Hi, Alice. Um, And so I feel like it does do that. Like, it looks like it would do that well. Like, right, it's some fanfare service, which I think 
the fourth yeah. one did the opposite of that in many ways, right? It was like, hey, um, are you guys who loved Indiana Jones ready to be real mad? Here's the Crystal Skull. Um, and that was the first Indiana Jones I ever saw. And I was like, I literally do not understand why people like this. Um, yeah, that's not a that's not a good entry point. No. The franchise. <laughs> I was like, Crystal Skull's literally awful. Um, and and uh, and it, I think it was even worse for people who had seen the first three and enjoyed the first three and loved the first three. Um, and so it like, was, yeah. there's no part of me that's like, oh, I really like a new Indiana Jones. Maybe they can redeem this thing. Um, I don't care if they redeem it because I don't care about any of them. Um. But I understand, like, why people care about them. Like, people grew up on them in a similar way to, I, you know, movies that I grew up on. Um, and, sure. you know, like, the the archaeologist trope, you know, has been lived out in Star Wars. It's been lived out in fantasy across the board, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's D&D games that are created around being able to play an Indiana Jones-esque character. There's classes in Pathfinder that are built around indiana jones right like his model is is very prolific in a lot of ways um like the the dangerous thrill seeking archaeologist um i i honestly might just watch this to see old uh like old indie old harrison old harrison ford running around i I think i would be okay with that like let's just see what kind of crazy crap they try to make old harrison ford do i mean obviously he doesn't actually ride a horse away from a train um no but I, you know, I think that, like, right, in some ways, that's paying tribute to him running away from a boulder in some ways, right? Um, yeah, I'm sure it is a head nod to that. Yeah. It did seem like there was a lot of fan, um, a lot of fan service in it, which is fine. There were a lot of, like, older characters that you would recognize. It's also getting back to dealing with, like, the Nazis or at least the um, aftermath, like, I guess the nazi worshipers yeah like modern day nazis like yeah whatever you would call them um which is what the original three did and that that is kind of the formula that was indy's opponent so i suppose that makes sense i'm again i'm i'm kind of hopeful it'll be good i'm not um i'm not holding my breath on this one and again it's probably not one i would see in theaters but eh. yeah yeah, I won't. There's no way I'll go see this in theaters. Um, but I, I mean, I might watch this if this came out on a streaming service near me. Um, my wife and I might watch it together. I probably will never see it, but if I did see it, it would be to see old Harrison Ford. That would be why I would watch it because I like him old, and the older he gets, I just like him more. So, uh, he's kind of like Clint Eastwood in that way. Like my favorite version of Clint Eastwood is Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood. Like. Because he's all old and crotchety and hilarious, and also like he just has so many years of acting under his belt, um, that I just like I love to watch that. So, yeah, uh, for that reason, maybe. Um, Andy, Maggie, guys, there is no fourth movie. There are only three in the angel. Oh, okay. Hi, there. Andy. <laughs> yeah. Good to right, see you. I'm, right, I, I see. You, I see you there. Um, redeem the series by having them fight the nazis again yeah that seems what what they're doing going uh going clark why are we talking about indiana jones series there's so much better films well there are lots of series and films that exist for franchises that are not particularly popular but 
also they make movies that aren't just for the best films. So, you know, I think people are kind of hoping that this can maybe be, I imagine probably a send off for the character and maybe they'll introduce whoever's going to take over for him. Maybe the goddaughter character is going to sort of take over. Oh, it's almost 100% going to be that girl. A hundred percent, and and she will probably get a movie, and will probably be it'll probably be reviewed very poorly. Um, yeah, I can't see it going well, but in hardcore Indiana Jones fans why. will just hate that it's not a a guy indie. Like, true, there's just truth to that. It's just like the James Bond thing, and like having a woman take over or like be predicted to take over, people kind of lost their minds. Yeah, they did not like God that. God daughter Jones, yeah. <laughs> uh, as long as they make Let's money, they'll see. they'll keep they will make uninteresting films. Well, sure. yeah, I mean that is a pretty pessimistic. But the more way money to look at it. movies make, then the more interesting films they make too cuz it's not like the random independent film that makes all the money that studios can like throw at stuff. You know, Disney makes a bunch of like garbage that makes a billion dollars, but then they can take some money and throw it at smaller directors to make other, maybe more interesting movies. True. Without those, without those big franchise movies, you don't get any of the money to make anything more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ahsoka. So ready from here, we're going to dive into some of the star Wars celebration stuff, but this was, this trailer came out earlier today. Brand new. So let's take a look at it. Something's coming. Something dark. I sense it. This is a new beginning. For some, war. For others, power. It's been a while. Things have changed. I started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return. Heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left. Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. What is the timeline for this show? Like, when is this supposed to be set? This is like, before this is... Star Wars Rebels, I almost guarantee it. Before Rebels? Yeah, that cartoon. So Vader and the Emperor are still around in this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. But it's just not. 
following them. Okay. Because she's talking about Thrawn, and I know Thrawn's a big deal. I don't know a great deal about him. He's, I know he's kind of a big deal as a character. He's the Grand Admiral of the Grand Admiral of the Imperial Army. He might be one of the best Star Wars villains. Um, he, okay. he, yeah, he might be one of the better. He, I mean, he's a very good Star Wars villain. So, a couple of things: Chopper and Hala are in this. I think that's her name, H A L A. Am I right about that? Um, that would have been the green Twelic girl with the droid that was getting shot at. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who exactly those two are. So the Star Wars Rebels follows uh, Kanan and uh, another, an Ezra. Uh, Kanan and Ezra, who are uh, like Jedis that outlived Order 66, and they're being pursued by Thrawn. It's actually really good. Um, and then they have a team of people that are called the Rebels, which are Sabine Wren, which is the Mandalorian in it, because there's always one of those. They have a lot of interactions with Ahsoka Tana, um, and then this guy named Zeb, and a few others that are in it. Um, and Hala, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm butchering her name. I'm trying to remember what her name is. Um, but uh, her and Chopper are two of the best characters and Sabine is an, an excellent character and so is Thrawn so like they have I would say the they have the pieces for a really good show in terms of like they have really good characters in it sure I watched some of Rebels Hera. I never finished it I, I never finished Rebels but I know she shows up and I was trying to figure out what exactly the timeline is like when this is supposed to be set and i guess it's like after everything oh like this is after... hold up the show rebels characters there but older no way it's pre-rebels oh i thought this was before the rebels got together i thought this would be before the rebels got oh, okay. together so yeah ahsoka will take place around the same time as the mandalorian which is set about five years after return of the jedi okay okay Okay, so that makes a little more sense then for Thrawn coming in, I guess, to be the big bad. They, she called him the heir of the Empire, so he'll take a look. Okay, that clears okay. it up a little bit, at least for me, although apparently the timeline's a bit confusing. I liked Ahsoka's character in Clone Wars. I mean, I haven't watched Mando yet, um, and I did watch some of Rebels, but not all of it. So I don't have a lot of expectation, but I mean, it looks fine. Uh, nothing about this trailer screams that it's going to be like terrible or anything to me. Ahsoka's but... a really tough character for me because she is my favorite Star Wars character. And there's so much that I loved about her in Clone Wars and where it left off. I was really excited to see her in Mandalorian. And then I felt I had very mixed feelings after actually seeing her in Mandalorian. Because there's almost right. a version of Ahsoka Tana that I left at the end of Clone Wars and then got picked up in Rebels and I enjoyed her fringely there. And I, I, there's so much of me that wants to explore her, but so much of me that doesn't want her ruined as well. And these live action sure. Star Wars stuff have a really good job of ruining perfectly good characters. And so that's true. It's kind of a double-edged sword for me because it's like seeing my favorite character, and then also really despising that I'm seeing my favorite character in the hands of whoever's doing Star Wars right now, um, because I just do not trust them. 
Um, okay, Heir to the Empire was the book that introduced Thrawn. I wonder how much they're taking from that. Obviously, Ahsoka wasn't in that book. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, I there's certain parts of this that I think are cool-looking. I mean, we have some, like, Sith, like, ex-Jedi turned Sith in it, which I think is interesting. I think Thrawn is a really interesting villain. He's a really dynamic yeah. villain, right? He's not just, like, a vengeful, hateful Sith um, that you just... I've had enough of that. I, I really love that um, we're going to see Sabine in this. She is one of my favorite characters. That's Sabine right there. Um, mm. I feel like they even chose a good character to play Sabine. I think that she's just really cool. And honestly, Hera and Chopper are awesome. Um, I don't, I'm looking for where they are in it. But Hera and Chopper are really cool characters. Um, there's Hera there. And so I'm, I am really excited to see that. I, I think one of my parts in the trailer that I just didn't like was actually like right here in the beginning where she throws the lightsabers into the ground and then force spins them in a circle to cut a hole in the stone. And I don't know. That makes me nervous. I, I don't know. That scene just made me uneasy. I'm just happy to see that lightsabers can still cut things because that has been in doubt for some time. Yeah. <laughs> taking over of things and creating content with lightsabers it seems like they lost the ability to cut anything so it's not a bad start to at least show that they can do that so hey gwen says star wars is probably the wrong franchise for you then yeah yeah they have a strong tendency to destroy things that i love um i yeah i'm i'm hopeful i'm hopeful it'll be okay it doesn't glare as i like rosario dawson and it doesn't strike me like obi-wan or something like that that kind of looked bad from the outside i didn't think obi-wan looked bad from the outside i was really optimistic about obi-wan and maybe that's why i was so hurt by it uh <laughs> maybe i'm maybe i'm maybe i'm projecting back from seeing the show onto the trailers and that on the content before maybe i i, I know i had some hopes for it but yeah so i guess you never know trailers can always make things look good but it's interesting. So, I mean, there's looks like there's going to be a lot of lightsaber play in it. I also hate this thing. I hate this. This animal. Boys, man. Whatever this is, this, I hate this. Stuff. This is part of it. They're going to sell a bunch of those stuffed cat things, whatever it is. Cat with a frog mouth. Yeah, cat with yeah, cat with like a a, a fish mouth or a bird mouth or something on it. Yeah, I don't like that thing. Um I mean, they got, always got to have some random cute thing that they can turn into a toy to sell. I don't know who this chick is. I don't like this chick. I don't I don't know who this Sith chick is. I don't like her. Um, I, I already don't like the... It, unless this is the chick from... from the, I mean, that's not the same chick, right? No, that chick was African-American. This chick is white. Um, I, 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 I'm not in on it. I'm not in on it. From Obi Wan. From Obi Wan. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm getting, I'm getting the same type of vibe that it's another like Inquisitor. Yeah, quit giving like, me angry female Siths. Like, stop it. I don't want these anymore. Yeah, I'm good. Let's like, try to make it. There are so many races in Star Wars. Like, why, why am I, why am I, why do I have angry woman uh, Sith Lord and just and then angry man Sith like wherever he is. Like, I don't this guy, <laughs> this guy. Why do I have like fatter like old Ben? 
like or just he's just old Ben with broader shoulders and he's a Sith. Like I don't need him. Don't give him to me. Like give me something cool. Like give me a Wookiee Sith. Give me a Jawa Sith. Like if you're if you're gonna explore Star Wars with me, like explore it. Don't why why is this old man here? Get him out of here. He uses a beard straightener yeah. in the morning. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I just I didn't. I didn't feel that strongly about it, but I'm I am interested to know who are these people supposed to be. Like, are they like old inquisitors or something who've now that the empires like fell? They yeah, look at this chick's face, sort of out out on their own. Yeah, she looks angry. This is the I mean, Sith to shock's chick. point because most people who go Sith tend to be angry, and that's fair enough. Although I feel like there's more interesting emotions that are on the darker side that they could deal with. Give me, anger, I, I don't know. Just give me something sinister. Not don't give me like I, this chick. This looks, this looks Joker evil, like a little bit. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe that would be cool. I, there's just so many cool Sith things that they've done. Like Asaz Ventress might be one of the coolest Siths that have ever existed. She's so freaking dope. Um, <laughs> they were able to explore. What was that? Yeah, Ventress was a cool character. Yeah. yeah, like she's so good, and they just haven't. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Clone Wars did a really good job of capturing really interesting villains and interesting Sith, and they just have not done a great job of that in the live action stuff outside of Vader, and they gutted and ruined Vader for me in Obi Wan. So, right. It's like yeah. we just cycle back yeah, to true. Vader and the Emperor, and that's the only two Sith that we can find that are remotely interesting. Like, the whole idea of the Sith is so intriguing and could be so deep. In this in this chick and old Ben, they're not it for me. <laughs> they're not going to explore it deeper for me. Like this guy. Somehow I ended up being the less judgmental one seeing this in terms of where I'm at. Obi-Wan absolutely like destroyed you're, everything you're, for me. They destroyed all my hopes. Done. Mark's done. Obi-Wan destroyed. Every time I see Star oh, Wars right no. now, it reopens all of the festering wounds that Obi-Wan left in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's tough, man. Those wounds take a while to heal. And obviously we're not there yet. Look, even, um, so even Star again... Wars Celebration front page, this chick's on it. Get her out. <laughs> She's the next one they're pushing, man. So we'll see. So yeah, we thought we'd touch on a few other things from Star Wars Celebration. Obviously, this trailer came out of it, but there were some other announcements we wanted to give our reaction. Scarlett to. Johansson bangs and split ends. Get out of here! I just <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark's going in on this. He's just like just already ready to be done with this show, and it hasn't even come out yet. I don't know. Okay, well, what is, what's, what's the news I would think episode 7 to 9 would have destroyed you long before Obi-Wan Bougie says. Mark loves episode 7. That's his favorite Star Wars movie, or at least it was. I do. I do love Star Wars episode 7. I don't mind 7 either, honestly. I hate 8. 8 and 9 are, eight and nine are bad. I hate though, 8. 7 is okay. Okay. Nine was, actually, 9 was actually a little bit fun, which 8 was not fun. So, uh, Lando's so getting us. Land yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Lando's solo Star Wars show is still happening. Okay, is this is this shooting off from Lando in uh, Solo, the movie? I guess. I think it's that form of Lando. 
I'm careful. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that Lando. Yeah, it is. Okay, so it's um oh, what's his name? Childish Gambino. He was in mm-hmm. uh, Community. Uh... Yeah, he's really good. I like him actually. I, I actually really he's like great. him in in Solo. I I still haven't seen Solo. He's great. He's great in Community, and he's good in um. He's good in basically everything I've seen him in. He was in one of the Spider-Man movies, I think, and he was pretty funny in that, in sort of a sh- small scene. So I'm hopeful for this. I-, I don't know when this is coming out, but I think Lando is an interesting character to do as another sort of smuggler, sort of underhanded kind of anti-hero type. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's some interesting stuff they could do with him, and I like the casting. So I'm glad that they're sticking with that version of the character, not just creating something new. Star Wars expanding its its timeline. I feel like their timeline is getting more and more complicated. When I was trying to look up how where when Ahsoka was set, I just kept seeing articles about like how they keep messing with the timeline more and more to try to make all this stuff fit together. I guess because they need everything to cross over from one property to another, they're worried about because they want Ahsoka to come through and they want it to come from Mandalorian and you know, whatever, so. Yeah. Interesting that the Mandalorian's, like, becoming their linchpin, that they're just, they're, like, moving everything around on that on that axis right I mean, now. It's, other than what, there's uh, the Bad Bunch, I guess, but, like, other than that, what other good stuff has there been from Star Wars content? So they have to run yeah. with the stuff that they've already, that, that's popular, which is just Mando, really. Yeah, and that is, and that has as much to do with the fact that people just love the concept of Mandalorians as anything else. I think. Um, yeah, and I've haven't heard great. Things there are good episodes. Season three, though. Uh, I heard horrible things from everyone except one guy that I met that was working at a barbecue point place that liked my jacket that I have on, and uh, and he said he was probably seventeen. He said that he loves it. That's the one no, good. I'm so not, you know, I can't argue with that. So seventeen-year-old barbecue worker. If like if, if he's a, I mean, he's a I'd bus probably boy. Misinformed then. Yeah. Star Wars That's Visions just... Volume Two. Did you watch Volume One of this? I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. Um, it looks like I did watch the one that the image is. I think the first Star Wars Visions episode is like a Ronin episode where it's yep. like this. It's the one I watched. Kind of feud, it's sort of feudal Japan but star wars like combined and he plays like a ronin jedi i guess i I don't i don't know if he's a jedi or a city but he helps a town and it looks like the same sort of style i watched a couple of the other ones i thought in general i wasn't really into them but that one was very good yeah i thought that was cool it was it was cool yeah i liked the vibe of it star wars young jedi adventure i hate this a a kid show nope 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 that's that's a kids animated show. That's whatever. That's not for that's not for me anyway. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it actually is a good thing because my maybe this will get my daughters to like Star Wars. There you go. Okay. Set them up for heartbreak. Yep. Yep. Soka. Soka. We talked about Skeleton Crew. I don't know what this one. What is this one? Director of the latest Spider-Man the- trilogy helms this show. Uh, starring Jude Law and a group of kids set around the same time as The Mandalorian. Once again, Mandalorian. Not much is known about it yet, but Watts has described it as a throwback to an 80s, to 80s A-M-B-L-I-N, Amblin, Amblin movies. 
uh, like the Goonies. Steven Spielberg. Okay. Steven Spielberg's production company. Yeah, uh, the Goonies, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, oh, the director is the guy who did everything, everywhere, all at once. Interesting. That doesn't tell me much about it. I, I mean, they're setting it in the same timeline as The Mandalorian. Is that because he's going to show up? Oh, like, is, no. Is that, the... is that what the... Is that what they're doing? So the director is the, is John Watts, the guy who did the Spider Man trilogy. The the, oh, okay. the they're they're saying it's akin to movies like The Goonies and Everything oh. Everywhere All at Once. So it's kind of like a coming it's of age. Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's interesting. That's an interesting connection. Uh, how do you um, hate Mando season? I hated Mando in season one. I don't want to test season three. Oh, bougie. He didn't like Mando season one. Oh, okay. That's a bit of a hot take. I've heard a lot of good things about the first season, at least. I think maybe the first two. I just haven't heard a lot of good things about the third. It's a barbecue guy. Uh, and or season two. Okay, sure. We have yet to do an official roundtable episode on Andor. I still have to finish uh, how it. You ma- how, how, yeah, I was going to say, how are you making out with Andor, man? I'm, you, you, I'm sitting five episodes deep. I'm still sitting five episodes deep. It's a little slow. <laughs> it's a little slow. I only watch it when I'm sick and my wife's in bed. Well, you're sick now, so just, hey, maybe you can maybe you can watch a couple of this. It, I should watch it now. I should watch that and the Bad Batch like this weekend because really freaking want to watch the Bad Batch. I'm at the point now where I really only trust and whoever's doing this Star Wars animated stuff. Like, it's the only. Although I will say this, everything that I've watched about Andor season one, the first five episodes are freaking great. They're they're actually really really good. Andor's good, yeah. I mean, at this point, who knows what whether we're actually gonna maybe we'll eventually do like a show talking about it, uh, maybe when something else for season two comes out. But uh, no, season one's great. We never did official reviews, but I like season one. It's not exactly my vibe because um, I'm not super into like political intrigue, spycraft stuff. I love that, yeah. And that's all, and that's a lot of what it is. But if you are into that, then I think it's great. And I thought it was very well made, and I was into it despite that not really being my vibe of a show. So. Yeah, Star Wars: The Acolyte. So, start set in the later days of the High Republic. The show uh, from Russian doll creator Leslie Headland will be a Star Wars mystery focusing on the former Padawan who teams up with her Jedi Master. Cast includes Squid Game's Lee Jung Jae. Uh, I'm not going to even pronounce the rest of these names and Chewbacca actors into this as well as a Wookiee Jedi. Uh, I mean, Wookiee Jedi count me in. I'm I'm up. Yeah. Were you just saying? Were you just saying you wanted a Wookiee Sith? So yeah, I take I a Wookiee Jedi. You, I might get you part of the way there. The cast is interesting. Yeah. So this that's the main guy, the guy in the middle there. That's the main guy from Squid Game, um, mm. which was not the Nef- South Korean uh, Netflix show, which kind of took over for a while. It is a really good show if you haven't checked it out. Daphne Keen from Logan. She's the little girl from Logan. So that's interesting. Like the X twenty three, like teenage girl. That's her. So that's an interesting casting as well. The, the only thing Moss. that is interesting to me is this is set in the days of the High Republic, which means it is not going to hinge upon Skywalker or Mandalorian. Like, we're not going to deal with the Skywalkers. We're not going to deal with the Mandalorian. This is going to be set in a different era, and that I appreciate. <laughs> Yeah, I like that they're going back and doing a different timeline or a different uh, part of the timeline. I think that's wise and something they really need to jump into. They need a hit outside of these kind of main couple 
things. And then there was an announcement of a couple new. So land of the show. We talked talked about about. that. Yeah. Uh, Then there's these couple movies that were announced. Um, So four. Five. I had heard about three. So I think it's these first three. The Taika Waititi one. I don't think they know what's going on with. But Charmaine Obaichinoy. I probably butchered that. I apologize. The new Star Wars movie will be set in a new era called the New Jedi Order and will be set more than a decade after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. Um, actor Daisy Ridley will reprise her role as Rey in the movie as she tries to rebuild the Jedi Order. Okay. So here's one thing. As much as I dislike episode 8 and 9, I don't. I have no issue with Daisy Ridley as an actress. Me neither. I actually I like Rey a lot. I think she's, I don't like the character of Ray, but I think she's super likable in the role. And I think she's a very good actress. So if this movie gives her more to do and actually gives her a bit of an arc or something to actually work with, I think it could be really good. Cause like, I don't blame Daisy for the issues with, with Ray. Cause I mean, they made Ray like a Mary Sue. She had no character arc and she was super uninteresting for the, in the new trilogy. Yeah, but I liked character. her as the character, right? I liked. Yeah, exactly. Me yeah. too. I liked. I think she did. I think she did the best she could given what she was given by the writers and director. Holy crap! We um, agree with Zuji. He says Ray is cool. Actress is cool too, but her storylines are weak. Yeah, well, every once in a while, Bougie and I line up on something. So this is one of those times. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I actually am a little bit looking forward to this one because I think it could be interesting to give her. If they actually give her an interesting story, I think it'd be cool to see what what can come from. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the force behind Star Wars television content. Dave something uh, will direct a new movie that focuses on the New Republic government body that comes into power in the wake of the Empire's implosion. Um, this movie will close out the interconnected stories that told in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ah- Ahsoka and other Disney Plus series, given how much the third season of The Mandalorian was focused on cloning technology and post-imperial power struggles. Um, this guy might be looking to fill in the lore gaps about the return of the Emperor Palpatine and the rise of Smoke or Snoke in the Star Wars sequel. Okay, this I'm not interested in as much. Like, what are you trying it to seems do? Like T- just, tie everything seems up? Like they're just trying to plug gaps and like make it fit and try to get something the timeline to be more coherent. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. Well, Dave Filoni is the one who's been in charge of the Mandalorian, I think. And yeah, I yeah. I also yeah. feel like uh-huh. he might be in charge of Andor as well. I think he's so, writing like, he's all of made... that stuff. He's like overseeing it. So like he's made some of the best Star Wars stuff that there's been. In sort of recent years, although he also did, I know he wasn't involved in Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, he was just creative counsel on that show, so that I didn't take well. his counsel then. Apparently not. Although he also did Book of Boba Fett, which was not great, from my understanding. I like Book of Boba Fett, but I I understand why I understand fully why people didn't like it. There were things in so it that were so horrendous, to... but so he's not involved in Andor, I guess. Anyway, um, oh, he was a director on Avatar: The Last Airbender. I never knew that. That's cool. Mm. So this next one is about the dawning of the Jedi and about the 
like the origination of the Force. That's yeah, kind of James interesting. Mangold. So another movie from James Mangold, uh, which you just talked about. He's doing the Indiana Jones Five. So he did, yeah, Logan, Ford versus Ferrari, and the new Indiana Jones. They say it's going to be like a biblical epic, like the Ten Commandments about the dawning of the Force. Where did the Force come from? When, when did we discover it? And when did we learn how to use it? I mean, those aren't super interesting questions to ask about the Force, because the Force has always struck me as sort of like a essence of the universe. So it's like, I don't know if you just discover that. It seems like it would be something that you just, as long as there's living creatures, that there would always be some amount of connection to it. So I think those questions are a little bit strange to me, but I think I get what he's saying, and that could be cool. Uh, I'm up for seeing something that's like completely detached from the current timeline and narratives that they've got going on and that seems like it could be or would be certainly so yeah yeah and then there's a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie but they don't know a lot about that one and then Sean Levy Star Wars movie but I don't think they know much about that one either no. it's those three that we just mentioned that were spoiled really a little about. bit more yeah and so well it's sort of confirmed and like those are apparently the next three that are going to be happening so it's not really a trilogy it's just another three movies that Kind of have their own timeline so of this what do you what are you looking forward to the most so of everything we've looked at which is quite a bit spider-verse spider-verse for sure that's the one i'm okay. looking forward to the most of yeah. of the star wars stuff is there anything <laughs> is there anything within the star wars stuff that you are kind of interested in uh, stuff i'm with uh, ray maybe or the force where the force started uh, even even not watching and or one yet i think it would be a it would be somewhere between ahsoka and uh even with all my complaints it's somewhere between ahsoka and andor two um even with my complaints sure. about what i've seen in the trailer uh it's it's just my fear it's 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 a self-defense mechanism um, right. i i have to i have to set my hopes low so i don't get too hurt by ahsoka yeah, I mean, yeah, try not to try to limit your expectations, but it is tough when it's your favorite character. So it is tough for me. I'm favorite. not sure. I think the origins of the Force idea could be interesting. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm skeptical that it will be good, but I'm kind of hopeful that it might be. Um, Blue Beetle looks like it could be kind of fun if they do it the right way. <sighs> and then Spider Verse, I'm sure, will be very well executed. So. Just have to see what the story is like, but I'm sure everything else will be top notch on it. So yeah, I'm not too worried about that one. That one I'm pretty confident is gonna, if not live up to the hype, at least be excellent either way. It's hard to live up to when your first film is like a masterpiece, and then you're trying to follow that up with yeah, absolutely your, the sequel, right? Like it, that's it's always a tough follow up. But let us know what you think. Drop in uh, in the Discord and roundtable. Tell us what of this you're looking forward to. Does any of it stand out to you? Is there other things that are coming up you're looking forward to? Let us know what you think about New Direction for the Roundtable. And thank you all for hanging out. So for me, for Mark, we hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great Easter time with your families. And we'll see you around the table, all right? Peace.